Yes, it's time to talk scheduling. We're going to be previewing mm. the best teams to target in your BBL Supercoach season, the buyers to watch out for, the runs of games to target for the remainder of the season, and when to use your boosts and tons more. Let's rip into it. Six to win. Four for Super Iver. More! Oh, yeah, six off the final. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yes, welcome to the Insight BBL show on the Insight Podcast Network. I am the Super Coach Brain. You can find me on X at SC underscore Brain, and I'm with my co-host, the SC Big Horse, Mickey Dell. How's the team changes coming along, mate? Made a few yet? Uh, a lot, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> since our last episode, I've, I've done a fair bit of research, actually. It's kind of good to be scrolling there at night time researching players and i think i've found a couple of smokies in there so i'm just keen to get into it and even better there's you know some good cricket being played around the world at the moment in the mm. uh in the world cup so uh you know we're getting a little bit of a sneak peek on some of these guys that hopefully we'll be picking come round one That's guys right. uh, of course the show is brought to you by the standard squeeze helping you drink responsibly and conveniently and ryan from astute newstead for all your home loan needs now, before we get into the content, make sure to hit the like button and subscribe. And if you're listening to us on audio, make sure to follow and uh, leave us a review. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, whatever it is, make sure to leave us a five-star review if you like the content. And lastly, join our unlimited group. If you've been following Insight for a while now, you know we give weekly prizes out to the top scorer and we give a super coach ring to the winner at the end of the year. The code is 482267. I'll say it again, 482267. Pop that in the unlimited group uh, entry code thing and it will let you join. And, uh, you know, we'll be giving away some prizes every single week, courtesy of our friends over at the Standard Squeeze. How good. And Nath, just on that, how much does it cost to go in this unlimited league? Uh, it costs you exactly $0. So, um, you know, you can come in for free, enjoy yourself. And we're going to be running cash comps too, mind you. So, yep. you know, if you want to get involved in those, jump into our Discord. That's usually where we fill them. But... If you don't want to jump in there, that's fine. I mean, you're missing out, but that's fine. Uh, you can just jump into the unlimited group and you can get involved in that way. So, um, yeah, we're going to have uh, a ton of people in this group, I can imagine, and it's going to be good fun. I'm looking forward to the season starting. Um, guys, if you haven't seen our initial team review episode, go back and have a look too, because that was episode one for BBL. Um, you know, we're, we've started launching content now, so you're going to get a good idea on where our heads are at ahead of this episode as well. But um yeah it'll probably make a lot more sense if you go back and hear our teams um mick let's talk schedule because i mean you know for any of our nrl or afl heads out there they're probably yes draw is important but there's no such thing as a double game week there's no such thing as a triple game week you know no. that the buys are relevant but um mm -hmm. yeah we haven't seen that in any other format but nbl now and bbl so does that change the way that you look at Supercoach in this respect it absolutely does, especially with the ability to max trade through to the end of the year, which we'll talk about later on as well. You need to plan your team around your trade. So you can trade three times a week. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, we've got 26 trades. I think I'm, I've been aware for the season. Mm -hmm. uh, you get three trades per week and two boosts, which means that if you do your math, and math isn't exactly a strong point, but if you do your math, you can't run out. So basically, use them or lose them uh is is the theme for bbl this year and for anybody playing nbl 
It's the same thing over there. You cannot run out of trades. So for NRL and AFL, we've got to be tactical about how we use them. But for yeah. BBL, you can just let rip every single week. It's perfect for my inner trade addict. The the rage trade on a Sunday night once all the games are done. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then the good thing is you can rage trade and then the game's on the next night. So you, you don't have to wait two or three nights like the AFL and the NRL. Yeah, how right. good. There's so much good things happening in the BBL. The game every night through Christmas, glass mm-hmm. of Baileys, sit back and watch Glenn Maxwell whack 110 or 40 balls. What's not to love? And then go out in the backyard, tape a sticky bit of sticky tape around a tennis ball and just throw down some bloody massive in-swingers at the in-laws. How good. And uh, did I did I hear that you had a double wicket maiden today? Do you want to tell us about that? Yeah, I did. Just, you know, rolling the arm over in the backyard. I'm not going to suggest that the bats lady at the other end was six years old and it was my daughter, but two <laughs> wickets in an over and coming off the long run, she wasn't aware nor expecting the heat. So mm. she'll be prepared next time. Dints in the back fence kind of material, oh, that. Mate, I was, it was at least 140. <laughs> I love it. Um, mate, let's talk into the let's talk schedule because you know we've been looking at this for a while now. Yeah. You know we've been kind of trying to assess where the right times are to boost when the uh, mm-hmm. what the right teams are and players are to target to kick off your team because look realistically that's the most important part over the next thirty eight days or whatever it is. Um, you want to get your team right from day day one. So we're going to look through each team schedule. We're going to look through each round as well, and we're going to kind of give you an idea on our thoughts on which teams to target, when we're going to use our boosts, how our team's going to be set up initially, because I think that's super important. So, um, Mick, give us a little bit of a kind of insight into where your head's at when you look at this, first of all. What, what's what's your target, especially in round one? Yeah, so with round one here, we can see it's almost like two rounds in one week, isn't it? So you've got Brisbane Heat there with a triple game week. That's insane to start the week off. You've got the Renegades, the Stars, the Scorchers, and the Sixers. Double game week in round one with only the Strikers, Hobart Hurricanes, and the Sydney Thunder with one game weeks. So remembering you've got three trades each week, and that's without boosting. If you boost, you get two boosts, I believe, for the year, so you can trade four times twice. So you can waltz on into round two, and if you load up on Melbourne Stars players, you can knock some of them off and bring some Adelaide Strikers players in and look out for their double. They're the only team on the double the next week. So there's plenty of game planning going on in here. What what sticks out to you, Nath, with this um, map that the Inside Fantasy Sports have come up with? What teams stick out to you as teams that to target early or to be careful of? Yeah. Okay. So the two things, you know, the, to target early, it's pretty obvious that you're going to want a piece of the Brisbane Heat pie. Aren't you? They've got... The triple game week, they're playing three teams in one round, which is insane. Um, but I think you do also need to be careful of them. Uh, not only do they have a buy in round three, so you're going to want to get off a few of them, and they've got three singles after that buy. So basically, they've got four games in five rounds after their triple. So you're going to want to be aware not to maybe overstack or overcommit to Brisbane Heat players. I'd say, I don't know, what's, what's a happy number for you? For me, I'd probably say no more than five Brisbane Heat players to start off. What, what are you working with? I'm going four, yeah. I think I think four is a happy number because then we see that after the triple game week, they've got one game and then a bye and then have three singles again. So when you're looking at scheduling ahead, so you've got the Adelaide Strikers, you've got Renegades that go 2-1-2, two, two, Stars 2-bye, two, 2-1-2. Two, two. So it's it's really tactical with this. But you've got to remember, you can load your team up with Brisbane Heat players if you want. 
But if they spud it up two or three games in a row and you end up with next to zero for points, it counts you out straight for, off the start. Yeah, you're in a bit of trouble there, aren't you, if you get caught mm. short. And and look, there's a few Brisbane Heat players that are pretty popular at the moment. Michael Nisa, there's plenty of questions around his availability at the moment, isn't there? He's got twins on the way. He's just went, correct me if I'm wrong, he just went home from a Shield match, 51 not out and retired, didn't come back out to bat and went home for personal reasons. Uh, right. We don't know what those are. I haven't seen an update, but I can assume it might be pregnancy related. Who knows? Yep. Um, hopefully and everything's he, okay in that camp. And then he came back. So he, he came he? back to bowl on day three, I think it was. Yeah. Roger. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. Positive. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, you know, there's PM's 11 coming up as well. We don't know whether guys like Mitch Swepson are going to get picked in that team. Michael Nisa played last year. He might get picked again. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to consider. We've got Colin Munro as well, the Kiwi, that uh, will be playing in the Abu Dhabi T10 tournament um, up until, I think, the 9th of December if his team goes deep, like we mentioned in the last episode. So y these guys are popular. Mm -hmm. But the problem is we don't know whether they're even going to play three of those games, let alone one. So That's you've right. got to be very, very savvy and careful and on top of the news. The best part is you can hop in the Discord. We'll update you on the news as it comes through. Um, make sure to follow the guys on uh, on X as well. There's uh, some amazing contributors across the BBL network as well that'll keep you up to date on stuff like that. So go and check them out. Um, yeah, so Brisbane Heat, take them on the triple and I'd say no more than five, but then they've got the Renegades into the buy into three singles like you mentioned. And I think you're probably going to want to jump off at least maybe two, if not three of those guys by round three, just considering mm -hmm. that there's no more double until round seven. So every, And we're going to talk about Heat a lot because they've got two buys. Now, some teams only have one buy, some teams don't have any. And when I mean some teams don't have any, I'm talking about the Hobart Hurricanes and the Sydney Sixers. They mm -hmm. do not have a buy this year. So in terms of having your team solidified and not having to stress about when you're going to trade certain people out, Sixers and Hurricanes could be the play. The downside to that, especially for the Hurricanes, is they don't have a double, double game round until round seven. So you're just playing them on singles the whole time. Mm -hmm. Which again... For player welfare, I guess, or fatigued, they might be putting out their best 11 every night. So it could be a good thing for them as well. Absolutely. Could be for sure. And we don't know. We don't know. And and look, mm. with the Sixers, they start with a double game round, which is fantastic. So I'm looking at a couple of Sixers players. Sean Abbott's a really great shout. Um, we've also got Tom Curran, who's bat bowl all-rounder, dual position in Supercoach as well that will play a big role for them. Um, there, there's some really nice options at the Sydney Sixers there that we're looking at. And you can't really go wrong with them to start because you don't have to function a buy into your scheduling. You can basically move them out whenever you want. Um, but a guy like Sean Abbott, you can hold him all year, right? Oh, he's, he's phenomenal. He's top tier when it comes to bowling in the BBL. Yep. Um, so when we look at round one, mate, we're looking at the triple for Brisbane Heat. And then we've got four teams on the double. You've got the Renegades, the Melbourne Stars, the Perth Scorchers, and the Sydney Sixers. Now, mm -hmm. for me... How do you – actually, I might ask you this. How do you balance the need for trying to target players on a double game week versus also accepting the fact that you might need a player or two on a single? It's tricky, isn't it? So when the way my team's set up at the moment is that I've, I've got four Brisbane Heat players and then I've got a mixture of Renegades, Stars, Scorchers, Sixers players as well. So I'm trying to maximise my team on the double and triple game week. But bearing in mind that we've got the stars on the buy in round two, so I've only got two stars players at the moment. Those two stars players are Maxwell and Stoinis. So I'm almost happy just to have them on the bench 
come round two because then, as we can see here, they've got two doubles in three weeks. And Maxwell and Stoinis are going to be big part players for the Melbourne Stars if they're going to go deep this year. So I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah, good point. They've got seven games across the first five rounds, which is nice. Mm. Um, you know, two more than the Hurricanes, uh, two more than the Heat, or sorry, one more than the Heat even. If you if you factor in, they're triple in round one. They still only play six games come round five. So Melbourne Stars technically have a, actually a more advantageous first five rounds. So, they do, and not many people are talking about that. It's all Brisbane Heat, Brisbane Heat, but you take out the first week, I guess, the Brisbane Heat, they've got one double and two buys left for the year. But the Melbourne Stars, alongside the Perth Scorchers, who are more relevant after round five for me, they play the most amount of games here. Yeah. So or have, you, have you the most double weeks, sorry. You mentioned the Scorchers. Uh, they've got a, they're the only double-double of the year from round six and seven. So basically, mm. we're, we're looking at the double to start, which is great, but then you're probably going to want to look at maybe moving your Perth guys on, Come uh, definitely come round three, but maybe even come round two, depending on whether you've got bigger issues in your squad and you want to target the doubles from the Renegades and the Stars. So, look, there's a lot to consider. You know, when you're looking at this, you're probably thinking, fuck, there's a bit going on. Um, mm. It's because there is. And you, you've got to factor in a lot of these things and you've got to plan long-term because I think, you know, the winner of BBL... Um, the winner of BBL is going to be the best at planning. It's as simple as that. Everybody has the same amount of trades. We all have the same amount of cash to start the season, but you're going to want to be all over on top of this schedule because if you fuck it up and you, you kind of lose your way a little bit through the middle of the season or you get it wrong where you've got too many players get caught on a buy or you don't trade your Brisbane Heat players out and you're stuck with five of them in round three and you can't get rid of them all, that, that's pretty much going to sink your season very early on. It burns you 100%. For sure. So we've talked about round one. You've got the triple and the four teams on the double. Now for me, um, I am going to make sure that I, every single starter on my team is on a triple or a double. That's the way I want to set my team up to start. And ideally, you want as many players on the double in your starting lineup as possible in Supercoach because uh -huh. it means you get two bites at the cherry. Um, we'll talk a lot about teams. We're going to do an in-depth team preview for every team as well. So you guys can just hold tight on that. Don't worry. We're not going to dive too much in on that this week, but that'll be coming. And we'll talk a little bit more around schedule too in those episodes. But the one thing for me I'm looking at is round two, round four and five, and then round nine. Those are, I reckon, moving weeks. Now, you talked yeah. last week when you did your team reveal and there was a couple of people that hopped on in the comments and said, Big Horse starting with Matt Short's fucking insane. Tell us your reasoning behind it because there's, there's logic behind starting with Matt Short. Absolutely. And I love the fact that people are shouting me out the Discord, so keep it rolling, guys. But we see here, yeah, he's only got a single in week one into a double. That's fine. Do I trade him out and then trade him back in after the buy? Matt, Matt Short could score... Like, he's been known to go ultra-large. I believe he's going to bowl, and he's going to bat at the top of the order. He might score 100, 110 in his first game, points-wise, that is. Might be better than someone that flunks from the Stars or the Sixers that scores bugger all or doesn't take a wicket or their economy rate's ordinary. So my basis on that is proven players. Proven players with talent, and I know that can score, so I've got points in the bank. Yes, he's only got three games in the first two weeks into a buy, but... I might move him out, bring him back in, and then he's there for the rest of the year. Or, you know, 100 from him in one game might be better, as I just said, than 
someone from the Renegades, a Jake Fraser McGurk, who might score 20 runs in two games and get me 20 points. Yeah, that's the risk, isn't it? We're taking a batsman only. We spoke about mm-hmm. that a little bit on the last episode on the fact that we want to target these all-rounders or these bat-bowl dual position guys that are going to do both because you get two bites. Um, funnily enough, everyone ripping into you about starting with Matt Short, 37.5% of the BBL community is starting with Matt Short. Yep. So it's kind of the equivalent of starting with Clayton Oliver in AFL, except maybe he's not as loose as Clayton Oliver. Um, oh, it's like the yeah, equivalent not. <laughs> the equivalent of start with Nathan Cleary or Nico Hines in NRL, you know, like yep. Bryce Cotton or Mitch Creek in NBL. So he's the pinnacle, isn't he? he Matt is. Short. Yep. He had the yellow cap last year for the most runs. You know, he's just, he's phenomenal. And I know I'm going to get points out of him. So instead of taking a risk on someone else, I've got points in the bank there. I'm happy. Catch me if you can, guys. Love it. Love that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going with probably five Brisbane Heat players to start pending availability and scheduling and all that kind of stuff. Like we, we don't know whether these guys are going to play PMs 11. We don't know whether they're going to be caught up in the T10 tournament in Abu Dhabi. Uh, we don't know whether they're going to get called up into the test team like Michael Neese is a chance. So we're going to have to adjust for all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, the Renegades and the Stars are interesting. Now the Renegades, there's no risk of a buy early on, but they've got five games in their first three weeks and I really like their schedule. So I'm going to try and load up on about three renegades potentially um i mean some popular options kane richardson does a great job at the depth the only risk with kane richardson for the renegades is that he might get rotated Mm. he might not play he's he hasn't really made it through a full bbl season there's been injuries hampering him um quality player and we know his role but is he going to play all nine rounds uh, or eight rounds sorry probably not um, Adam Zamp is another good option at the Renegades. We know that he isn't going to be hampered by schedule. He's going to play all their games. Uh, you got you mentioned Jake Fraser McGurk. He's basement price. He's very cheap. Uh, we've got Quinton DeCock coming over from overseas. We just don't know whether he's playing round one. So there's so many good options there. 33.8% Quinton DeCock as well, by the way. So he's very, very popular at the moment. So um, if he plays round one, I'd almost say he might be a guy that becomes almost a must-have. I know that's a bit Switzerland of me with a lot of about yeah. and almosts, but I really like him. I think he could be quality. Yeah, I think so. And look, may change short into Decock. We'll see how we go there. But there's a bit of uncertainty around Decock coming over and being available for round one of the season where we know short's going to be available. So again, with, with uh, team reveals, I guess, and being out there in the social media world, there's a lot of scrutiny on us putting our teams out there, which we welcome. And there is pressure to get it right from the start. So for me at the moment, I know Short's going to be there, so he's in. That's it. Reliability is the best ability. Um, Round two, strikers are the only team on the double we talked about. Now, round three, you've got to be very careful of because if you load up on strikers, nice options. You've got Darcy Short. You've got Matt Short. You've got Steckity. You've got a few other really nice options at the strikers. And then the Brisbane Heat, we've talked about them enough. But if you get caught off guard with too many strikers and heat in round three, you're in big trouble. So you're going to want to be holding potentially a boost for round three. What are your thoughts on boosting round three? Because that's the most logical first boost I can find in this schedule. Yeah, I like it. You've got two teams on the bye week. Um, and if you're stuck with Adelaide or Brisbane players, then you potentially can move four out for, say, some Renegade players that you may not have or into some Stars players that have two double game weeks in three weeks. I'm loading up on Stars from that point. If I'm mm-hmm. I'm moving all my Heat and Strikers players straight over to Melbourne Stars players in that week. 
Um, you know, everybody will be starting with Glenn Maxwell and Marcus Stoinis. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, but there are some other really nice options over at the Stars as well. So um, definitely keeping an eye on them. Now, this, let's talk strikers because it's a very interesting kind of schedule that they've got going on here. Mm. They missed two weeks in a row and they're the only team to have two buys in a row in two weeks. So what are your thoughts yep. on how many players are you – sorry, Scorchers. How many players are you starting with with the Scorchers? Are you concerned at all come round three that you might get stuck? No. I've only got two at the moment. I'm, I'm pretty happy with how we're going. Aaron Hardy being one of them who I think – will feature predominantly in their squad. Uh, so, yeah, no real uh, qualms about being able to trade out players. But, again, just to underline what you're saying, you need to be prepared because these buyers will sneak up on you and you'll get cut short. For sure. I've got Aaron Hardy as well. Um, I really like his role. Uh, Ashton Agar is my other one, but uh, he's gone. he's got a calf injury now, I think, from mm-hmm. uh, recent news. So yeah. uh, I think basically he's going to work closely with Cricket Australia to work out a return to play. So uh, that could be a month. Um, I mean, calf injuries aren't going to last longer than four to six weeks at worst case, grade two, grade three. So we can imagine he'll be ready for the BBL. Um, It'll just be a matter of whether he gets selected in things like PMs 11 and things like that. So, um, and he's only 106K. So uh, for me, I'm I'm with you on that train. I think two for the Scorchers is a a nice start. And then I'll probably trade both of them in round four. Um, yep. maybe one goes to a Thunder player and then I maybe I load up on another Stars player or something to, to get in on that double uh, double game action. Yeah. So I'm not saying that people in the BBL community have our short memories, but we've got to remember that Nick Hobson at 62K for Perth did a very fine job at the back end of last year and won almost won the game, I guess, for Perth with the way he batted in the finals. So, Yep. Good shout. Good shout. Um, what else do you see from here, mate? Because, you know, we've talked Perth. Uh, stars, I think, are the Smokies. You've got doubles in one, three, and five with the buy might mm-hmm. deter people, but I would urge people to probably look past that and um, yeah. just make sure that you don't take more than three players so you can stash them on the bench and play your rest um, because then you can cash in. And So what's that? Two, four, six, seven games in your first five weeks. Best probably scheduled to start, to start the season, I think. Yeah, 100%. And for me, I'd be keeping an eye, just a bit of an insight as to how I think when it comes to BBL, we get to rounds eight and nine after or round seven, I guess, if you want to include the double headers that Brisbane, Hobart and Perth have. I'm starting to look at teams and their economy rates with their bowlers, what sort of bowlers they have when I'm looking at batsmen or batsman bowlers in order to try and maximise the points I can get out of the remaining games. So there's teams there that will be languishing towards the bottom. They might be starting to get some kids involved, you know, injuries, all that sort of stuff takes over. So there's a little bit of theory in there as well, but that's one thing that I look out for as well. So we, yeah, good point. So we talk first boost and and we both agreed that's probably round three with the most going on. You've got two teams on the buy and you've got two teams on the double. Where's your second boost happening? Because for me, it's got to be round seven, doesn't it? It has to be. Yes. Yeah. Or if people want to get really spicy, round six. Yep. So I guess the two things we're looking for really in our decision-making is buyers and doubles because that requires major change or major adjustment. You want mm-hmm. to target the teams on the doubles and you want to get off the players on the buyers. And for round six and round seven, you've got four of both. Now, if you're and, – and we're suggesting that people potentially load up on Melbourne star players – they're going to have a ton of them come round five, right? Potentially even, they might even have four 
uh, Melbourne mm-hmm. Stars players in their squad come round five and then you get caught off guard in round six, yep. that might mean that you have to boost in round six. Yeah. Um, for me, I actually it might it make sense. It makes a lot of sense to boost in round six because you can then adjust to, and also cater into your plan all of the doubles in round seven. So That's from right. round six, you could boost and just go hard on Perth Scorchers players to to round out the year because they've got the most games coming from round six to now round nine. That's right. Yep. You took so. the words out of my mouth, mate. That's exactly what I'm looking at here. And if you know. You saw, well, not if you know. If you see that Perth have started the year well, they've got some batsmen or bowlers in form, why wouldn't you boost in round five and bring some of those players in? And just remember, we're talking Perth Scorchers. We're not mm. talking the Hobart Hurricanes or a team that hasn't really kind of done too much. We're talking the Perth Scorchers. You know, they're, they're back-to-back champions. They've won, you know, whatever it is to win in the BBL. Uh, and also, how many bloody good options are there at the Perth Scorchers? Um, Jai Richardson, if he's healthy, fingers crossed, will be a must-have come round six mm-hmm. if he's healthy. Um, you know, fingers, An- let's just hope Andrew Ty's a good bat, uh, bowler. Great Josh option. Inglis, wicketkeeper batsman. You know, the list goes on. Zach Crawley coming across from England. He's 120K. Ashton Turner, even in the middle order, 105K. There's lots going on there. Plenty, plenty. Now, the, the players in the top 20% of ownership from the Scorchers are Aaron Hardy, uh, at 20.7, we've got Ashton Agar at 22. Mitch Marsh, for some reason, is at 23% owned, which I think is just probably people not following too much. Um, yeah. But you, you want him out. He won't play any BBL this year, which is great for him because he'll be playing test cricket. Not great That's for right. Supercoach. Um, no. And then we've got Sam Whiteman at 23.4% as the most owned scorcher, which, again, at his price, what's he priced at? 62500 62. Makes sense. It does. And look, with without Mitch Marsh there, does that mean he gets a promotion in the order and does he open? I'd say Sam Whiteman opens the batting if um mm. now, especially with Cam Bancroft gone over to the Thunder, I'd say Sam Whiteman yeah. opens the batting. Yeah. Um and he's a really nice bench option. Just keep him on your bench. Hopefully he makes you some cash and gets a few scores and you make some money and you trade him up to a keeper. Happy days. Um and then obviously round nine, mate. We're trying to get in as many Sydney Thunder players as possible, aren't we? Yeah, towards the back end or the last round of the year. It is confirmed there's only nine rounds this year. You can max trade, happy days. But you want to finish off the year well. You want to get as many Sydney Thunder players in as you can. Yeah, so I'm probably using my last two trades to get two Sydney Thunder players in. And look, we've got yeah, Daniel Sams is probably the obvious option. If you don't have Daniel, Daniel Sams for round nine, you probably need him. Mm-hmm. Um, who else stands out for you? Tanvir Sanger. Hopefully he's made a little bit of cash. There's so much potential in that guy. Um, mm-hmm. Incredibly good, talented leggy, young leggy. Yep. I like Chris uh, Green too. Yep. Hmm. Yep, nice option. Alex Hales as well. He won't be around though, unfortunately, come round nine. He'll be off to the ILT20 tournament. So we won't have him. Most years he'll play the first few rounds, but he'll be off. Yep. So you might even be able to yep. snag him in for round four before he heads off. I think it's round six and they're by. He's gone. Yep. Tell me about Zaman Khan. He's at 105K. Yeah, it could Leading. be a decent option. Just depends yeah. how much he's being used. But I think Zeman Khan might also be off to the ILT twenty tournament. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not hundred percent right. sure. But there is a there is a very good chance he could be he could be off. Gotcha. I don't think he's going to be around for the full season. But we will look into it. But yeah, very talented up and coming. Uh Leggy from Pakistan. Big young fella. So um he should get a run. Should get a run pretty confidently. Um but mate, we've talked enough about the schedule. I mean realistically, I guess key points to take away from this one, load up on guys in your double game weeks and your triples in round one. 
be very careful and wary of round three because round three, six, and seven are the three moving weeks or the three weeks where things can go incredibly wrong if you don't plan ahead. Um, recommended boosts are going to be round three and either round six or round seven, considering we get two. And then let's try and finish off round six with as many scorches as possible for the run home and then really attack that thunder schedule at the back end of the year. Good idea. Anything to add, mate? No, I don't think so. You've covered it off really well. Beautiful. Guys, uh, just a reminder as well, and, and a big shout out to our sponsors over at the Standard Squeeze. You can go on the standardsqueeze.com and use the code INSIGHT15 to get yourself 15% off. They've got some awesome stuff over there. They've got all sorts of merch. They've got uh, these four-in-ones here that you can see on the screen that keeps your beer nice and cold, that keeps your coffee nice and warm in the morning. Uh, and, you know, you can also, while you're having your nice morning coffee, you can hit up Ryan from Astute Newstead. Ryan will look after all your residential home loan needs. He's got access to over 50 lenders on panel and including all of the major banks. So he'll do all the heavy lifting for you if you want to get into the, the housing market or you want to maybe have a look at your interest rate and reckon it's maybe a little bit too high. He'll be able to help you out there and get that one down for you as well. So you can reach Ryan at ryanhatcheteganwealth.com or you or go to his Instagram at ryanestutenewstead and he will look after you. Just mention that we sent you and he's uh, got you covered. It won't cost you a thing. You gotcha. 100%. And uh, guys, if you have not yet, please hit subscribe. Don't miss any more episodes. We've got tons more. Men like we mentioned in the first episode, we've got nearly 20 episodes planned for the preseason. We're going to be doing team previews. We're going to be doing positional analysis. We've just covered the schedule and we've revealed our teams. We'll do that another couple of times as we change things as we go because we know we will. Um, we but guys, uh, yeah, and hit like on the episode as well if you like the content. We would really appreciate your support. That'll do us though, mate. Another one down and dusted. Uh, every day we get closer to some BBL Christmas cricket, which I can't wait for. Absolutely. I can't wait either. Love it. Looking forward to it. And uh, guys, thanks for watching. You've been listening to another Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Catch up. See ya.